Good evening. You are listening to River City Revival. This is Reverend Liz Jackson, and today's topic is going to be about reality, duality of the mind, the manifestation of the double you. As always, in the description box of this podcast, you will find a link to the Lion Tears ministry where you can read this study on your own as you see fit on your own time. The manifestation of the double you, or in modern terms, the duality of the mind. Duality means two. When the mind has two paths, two ways, two alternatives for everything, it has been called duality of mind. Now, unless the mind understands this and has become one, it will always go its own way. Whatever little it understands about life, decisions are made out of its own experience. To rise above the duality of mind is to understand one or something consistent. Consistency that does not change with the nature of mind. Even if the mind changes, it does not change. When you realize something within you that is ever consistent, and although your mind changes in different ways, it does not change with the nature of your mind. You can rise above the duality of your mind. You have experiences in life. These experiences you have is also with your body and thus you create and generate a personal identity your mind which is developed over time with your different experiences in life whenever you face any situation events or major life changes your mind looks at the personality Now, if your personality already had that experience in the past, it is more than likely going to pick up few experiences out of the past and decide which ones are good, which ones are bad, and create the action that you need to take with your past experiences. From this point, the confusion with life arises. At any moment in life, you can choose or pick any path. But when you have several paths to choose from, you don't and you don't know the process of life. You only pick the one where you are most comfortable or that which you have experienced in the past. Today, I learned that I have a ball joint going out in my vehicle. It is not uncommon for me to have vehicle problems, especially whenever I am doing the work of God. The old me would have cried, would have fallen in anxiety and fear and unknowing. I would have just exploded internally but I did not the peace that passes all understanding 
comes from the Lord God Almighty because he dwells in me. And he said, be still, my child. Know that I got this. And I said, okay, Father, you got this. And I kept doing my DoorDash. I made my money. I came home after I went grocery shopping and listened to meditation music, which included the Word of God. And I worked on you know, the new podcast, which is what I'm doing with you now. So when your mind is focused on the one, meaning the Lord God Almighty, you are going to experience patience and joy and peace in times of chaos. On the other hand, if you're in a situation you have not experienced in the past, you tend to make sure to avoid such situations and never think to move into it. Even if you do, you only go with fear and you know what comes out of fear. If you don't know, you should by now. With fear, you create a fearful experience and now realize what happens, which could be worse than if you gave it to God. And you use that experience to judge your future when that experience again arises. The hardest thing with the mind is to make a choice and then to stick with it. The nature of the mind is such that it always comes up with two options. Not only before you make the choice, but while you are on the path. The nature of mind is ever flowing and thus it becomes impossible to stay with one idea or thought it constantly changes with time life is possible beyond the duality of mind and the time you look for the ways to rise above the mind the path is created inward where you can move beyond the state of confusion and find a place within you which is consistent that consistency is the lord god almighty the lord god almighty does not change he is ever eternally consistent therefore if you are having trouble in your mind trying to figure it out on your own give it to God and he will tell you what to do self-realization is a state of mind where all the dualities of mind in the positive and negative thoughts bond together into one just like electricity, you have positive and negative subtle threads flowing through your body. And when you realize both the thread and yourself reach your higher source, which is the Lord God Almighty, you realize the powerhouse within you. Our mind can produce ample paths out of a single situation. But if you are not connected with your power source... You will not be able to figure it out and you will repeat the past. But if you are connected with the Lord God Almighty, you can figure it out. It is easier to stick to a single path after self-realization as your only desire remains to become one with God. But even at the level of mind, if you choose a path and stick with it and remove all the obstacles from the path, you can certainly reach your goal. The experience of God, soul, and spirit connects you with one, the Lord God Almighty. With God, the energy and mind, 
become stable. When you relate yourself with God, everything that you experience with Him becomes your nature. Dualism in psychology is defined as the position that reality consists of two separate substances defined by Rene Descartes as thinking substance, which is the mind, and extended substance, which is your physical body. In the context of the mind-body problem, dualism is the position that the mind and body constitute two separate realms or substance. Dualistic positions raise the question of how mind and body interact in thought and behavior. We are told that our minds and bodies must align with God. That is what the Bible tells us. Descartes says they're separate. The Lord God says that they are not. Our mind and body have to be in align with God. We cannot continue to be double-minded and act how we want to while confessing that Abba Yahuwah has us. If you are continually saying God has me and you out there doing dirty, that ain't gonna work. Our minds and actions must align. James chapter 2 verse 18 states, but someone will say, I have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 through 2 I appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. Our bodies are supposed to be given to the Lord God so when He dwells in us, He works through us and our work is done according to His will and not our own. Hebrews 4, chapter 4 verse 12 for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him whom we must give account. So therefore, if the Lord God is living in us and we're doing his will then he is going to give us an account of you did this according to what I said but if we go about our merry little way doing whatever we want we're going to have to give account to him and when he says I told you to do it this way did you not hear me and we say no God because I wanted to do it my own way that's being double minded and you will have to answer for that 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So when we are joined, body, mind, 
and the spirit of the Lord is within us, we are one. We are no longer two. We are not flesh and we are not the mind. We are body, mind, and spirit joined to the Lord God. The word joined is Greek 2853, and that means to glue, to cleave, and to keep company with. We see this again in Romans 12, 9, which says, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 8, read, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives it all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Double-minded means dipsychosis, and it is Greek word 1374, which means two-spirited, vacillating, double-minded. This word is only used two times in the New Testament, and it's very important to remember that whenever words are used once, twice, five or six times, the meaning is very, very, very important. Vacillating means to waver in mind or will or feeling. It means to hesitate in choice of opinion or course. We cannot hesitate when the Lord God speaks to us, we have got to act. If he tells us be still, then we need to be still. If he says, I got you, be patient, then he's got you and be patient. If he tells you to move, then you move according to what he tells you to move to. For example, he told me to move here to St. Louis last year. I prayed upon it. He gave me signs. When the time was right, I moved into a house he gave me a dream about. So whenever he tells you to move, that is when you move. You don't go and take it upon yourself to do things. Everyday normal functions like cleaning the house and taking care of your children, the Lord God shouldn't have to tell you to do that. He shouldn't have to tell you to take a bath. I'm talking about the decision-making, decisive things that you have to do every day. Making dinner, the Lord God doesn't have to tell you what to cook. That's common sense. But whenever you, just like I had today, some 
bad news going on about my vehicle because it was creaking and popping and I knew something was wrong. I immediately, when I was en route with my DoorDash order, paused because God put me in the area. This is how God works now. God put me in the area of the mechanic my neighbor told me about. My DoorDash was literally up the street. And he said to me, this is time, stop. So I stopped, I got my car looked at, I found it was that ball joint, and learned how much I needed to come up with, and then God said, it's okay, I got you, go ahead and go to work, I know you need money, I got you, but I took it slow, and I went to work, that's how God works, you have got to use God, and discern what he's telling you. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, Draw nigh to God and he will draw, draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. That's the second verse in all of the New Testament along with what we just read in James verse 1. James verse 4 talks about double-minded. Or chapter 4, rather, I'm sorry. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 29 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find your rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the definition of yoke comes from Greek word 2018, which is zygos. And yes, that is a medical term for an embryo, a zygos. And isn't it amazing how your medical terms come alive in your Bible? The Bible proves science. If you want to flip it around, science proves the Bible. I love doing this for that very reason, especially to the atheists out there. So, yoke means a coupling. It can mean the beam of a balance or scales, a pair of balances, servitude, or obligation. The definition of yoke by Merriam-Webster states, as a transitive word, it means to join in or with a yoke. Intransitive verb means to become joined or linked together. The etymology of yoke in the English language means join together. So, your yoke with God, who just said that his Yoke is light. When you are joined to him, your mind, your spirit becomes light when faced with difficult, difficult tasks. In Hebrew, the word yoke means H5923. 
and it is literally or figuratively a yoke. Now, the Hebrew Chaldee definition of yoke, also derived from Hebrew, is H5953, and that means to be in pain, to impose, abuse, afflict, defile, glean, mock, practice, and work. It can mean work wonderfully, but we will see how this is used in Leviticus 26.13, which states, I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that ye should not be their bondmen. And I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. He has broken the bands of your abuse, your effect, your defilement, your mockery, your maltreatment, your pain. The Lord God has broke you from that. If you are still living double-mindedly, then you are still living like you are in the land of Egypt as a slave. Synonyms of yoke mean cantonate, chain, conjugate, connect, couple, hitch, hook, interlink, and join. We're going to look at cantonate and its definition. In chemistry, Cantonation is the bonding of atoms of the same element into a series called a chain. The ability of an element to cantonate is primarily based on the bond energy of the element to itself, which decreases with more diffuse orbitals with those higher azimuthal quantum number overlapping to form a bond. So any of you chemists out there, Whenever the Lord God cantonates with you, he is bonding his spirit inside of you, thus causing a chemical bond with you in your DNA. God says he writes his words upon your heart and mind. Therefore, whenever you are a new creation, and you accept the Lord God Almighty into you, your DNA changes. The definition of cantonate, according to Webster's Dictionary, means to link. Our trials and tribulations are a series of connections that either draw us to the Lord God Almighty or away from Him. We cannot be bound by both Yahuwah and the demons of this world. And I do have a three-part series on whose world is this on the website, and that will be a later podcast. Yoke also means a wooden beam, normally used between a pair of oxen or other animals to enable them to pull the load together. Matthew 7.35 talks about a beam. I apologize. Matthew 7, verses 3 through 5. Whenever I get going, I just, I can't see anymore. And it's amazing. But I also know I have to slow down. 
and, you know, take it easy. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 33 through 5. And why beholdst thou the mote that is in thy brother's eyes, but considerest not the beam in thy own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in your own eye? You're a hypocrite. First, cast out the beam of your own eye, and then shall you see clearly to cast out the mote that is out of your brother's eye. A yoke is a form of a band, a bond, that is either of God or Satan. Hebrew word 4147 means properly chastisement, halter, restraint, band, or bond. And that is found in Isaiah chapter 52 verses 1 through 3. Which states, Awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come into thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust, arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus saith the Lord, ye have sold yourself for naught, and ye shall be redeemed without money. Bound is another word, and that is Hebrew 6.31, which means to yoke or hitch, to join together, bind, fasten, harness. This word is found in Job chapter 36 verse 8 through 12 and if thy be bound in fetters and beholden in cords of affliction then he showeth them their works and their transgressions that they have exceeded he opens also their ears to discipline and commands them that they return from iniquity if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. But if they obey not, they shall perish by the sword and they shall die without knowledge. We must come into repentance and break the chains that bind us to this world. The Lord God Almighty did not send his son so that we can continue to be bound by Satan. He did not take us out of Egypt so that we can continue to live like we are slaves. You must choose whom you serve, Abba Yahuwah, the one true God, or Satan. There is nothing in between them, and it is that simple. You cannot remain double-minded much longer or at all because the time has come for you to pick whom you serve. If you want to continue in the ways of this world, then you are not of God. God tells us that he has his people set apart from the ways of the world. He told us not to be of the world, but he told us to go into the world so that others can have a witness and to see his light. We cannot shine our light if we are double-minded and inconsistent with the will of God. 
it is not possible. And I promise you, as a woman of the Lord God Almighty, who is transforming every day by the knowledge and wisdom that he is giving me, I know firsthand how it feels to one, be double-minded, because that's nothing but chaos and confusion. But I know how it feels to let God do the work and to be still and to have patience and to trust in him. If I did not trust in him, I would not be doing the ministry. I would not have moved my children from a place where family and, you know, some of their friends were, but my daughters are so supportive of what God has called me to do that they were like, let's go, mom. I'm ready for a new beginning. And I'm like, let's go, girls, because this is what God says that I have to do. So when God tells you to move or when God tells you to stay put, listen, do not remain double minded because you are not serving the Lord God and you are not helping yourself. You are hindering yourself and your position in his kingdom. There is no more room for double mindedness. The duality of the mind is done. Once you give yourself to God and he is really working in you, all of that will go once you realize and learn and are taught that all you have to do is let him come into your life and work and you listen. That's the biggest problem with today. People are not listening to the word of God. People think they know everything. The Bible is perfectly clear. And I am trying to help teach you how to better understand it. The words that you are taught, I took biology, I've taken psychology classes. All of these words are not new to me. But they are in a sense that I did not know what I was reading once upon a time. I did not understand that all of these medical terms were in the word of God. Not until you break it down to the Hebrew and Greek origins. And sometimes that is what it takes for one to have their mind open and to reconnect with the Lord God Almighty. Because that's all he wants. He wants a relationship with you where you give your life every day as a living sacrifice, which we just read that, to him so that he can work and give you knowledge and understanding. And he says, if you do not understand something, ask and you will receive. It is that simple. I promise you, it is that simple. Pray to God. Say, God, I don't understand why this keeps happening to me. And bam, he will tell you. But you have to be willing to hear what he has to say. Because 99.9% .9 of the time, you're not going to like it. And that's the problem as well. Whenever we don't like something that the Lord God says, that double-mindedness clicks in and we go our own way. And what does that get us? More chaos. So please, 
I ask you today, leave the double-minded. Quit being double-minded. Leave it behind. You are no longer slaves to this world. Your liberation comes when you turn to the Lord God Almighty. And as always, it's never goodbye. It is, I'll see you later.